No House Advantage is taking a different spin on daily fantasy sports by offering player prop contests across the NBA, MLB, NFL, and PGA for cash prizes. This is an awesome new fantasy sports platform that's leveling the playing field and making it easier to win than on the traditional fantasy sports apps. Download the No House Advantage app and check out our daily player prop contests without having to make a deposit. Play in public guaranteed cash prize pool contests or create your own private contest with friends. Use promo code EDGE when signing up, and they'll match your first deposit with a $20 in free play. If your first-time deposit is at least $10, we'll set you up with a free PFF EDGE annual subscription. No House Advantage offers daily player prop contests that include all types of player statistics. Featured player prop contests combine players of different positions across several statistical categories. Compete against other users and track in real time as you climb the leaderboard. Download the No House Advantage app now using promo code EDGE, and they'll match your first deposit with up to $20 in free play. If your first time deposit is at least $10, we'll set you up with a free PFF EDGE annual subscription. Welcome into the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. I'm Austin Gale here with my guy, Ben Brown. Usually we're recording this podcast after Thursday Night Football, but no Thursday Night Football this week. We have to look ahead to Sunday's slate of NFL games. Also, we're going to look at some college games as well on PFF Greenline. Ben, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. We are adapting like always 2020. It's definitely a year of change here. I think the one constant is definitely, uh, you know, changing a little bit. So things continue to shift every week, but I think it's a good lesson for sports bettors in general. You always have to be adapting and uh, taking things as they come. So I'm excited. I'm ready to get this uh, full on Saturday, Sunday, Monday slate of football action coming up here. So Nice. Right. Be good. Well, uh, let's start with NFL Greenline here. Remember, NFL and NCAA Greenline are betting dashboards made available in PFS Elite subscription, offering projections on the total, the spread, the money line, all that good stuff. Give me a game or two or a pick or two that you see has some value according to Greenline that you're putting some money on this week. Yeah, definitely. So I'll start it off. Cleveland Browns, obviously, they are getting a ton of hype in the betting market. I think people definitely like them last week again. Indianapolis pushed that spread down in their direction throughout the week. They ended up covering as well. We're kind of seeing the same thing happen here against uh, Pittsburgh in their AFC North matchup. That could open up right around minus five for Pittsburgh. It's moved down to three and a half. Four is, you know, relatively valuable, but obviously if it got down to three, it would be a completely different story. But I'm kind of leaning more towards a money line play in this situation. I think the market has it right at plus 165. Uh, we give their win probability close to almost 40% chance in this game. So I definitely think if it moves down to three, uh, the money line is still going to be a viable play. But even at three and a half here at plus 165 on the money line, uh, Greenland gives that, that edge right around 2.76% value. And uh, that's kind of the spot that I'm initially targeting here starting up on um, Sunday morning, basically. I know people are kind of high on the Steelers. Uh, people are a little low, basically, on Baker Mayfield. I think they're assigning a lot more credit to Kevin Stefanaski for how well that offense has performed. We have them 10th overall in our opponent adjusted offensive grades. Uh, Steelers are down at 29th, but I think if you're doing, you know, more of a quarterback comparison, I think it's actually quite close here between Baker Mayfield and Ben Roethlisberger. So I'm kind of siding with the Browns in this situation. I'd definitely be taking the points. Uh, what are you thinking about this game? Have you looked into it at yeah, all? Or anything I, kind I know, of popping I know up? has a pretty decent edge uh, on the Browns. I don't, when I look at it from an NFL perspective, I don't love the matchups for Cleveland because I do think that, 
while their offensive line has graded well, you know, Pittsburgh has done a really good job of creating pressure every single week where Baker Mayfield starts to not look like the Baker Mayfield that was the number one overall pick. It's when he is pressured. It's when he is flustered. And I think that concerns me a little bit. And I also think that the Pittsburgh Steelers offense is in a really good place right now. Chase Claypool looks very good. A good addition there for them, uh, the rookie out of Notre Dame. I still want to side with green line here. I like that plus three and a half number. But if it gets to three, that's where I start to maybe flip a little bit and go back on the Steelers. The game I'm looking at, and tell me why I'm wrong, Ben. Tell me why I should not bet on the Jets this week. That number has stretched out to nine and a half. The Miami Dolphins. Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Miami Dolphins are getting nine and a half points against the visiting New York Jets. Is it that bad? Are the New York Jets that bad? Um, should I not? Should I stay away from this game? I, I kind of want to bet the Jets at nine and a half. If it gets to 10, I might slam it as well. W- what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I mean, I would like it a lot more at 10, but of course, we're kind of flipping, uh, you know, small percentages here with the Jets extending out to that big of a number. But I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick has looked much better than I would have expected starting out. Of course, he had, you know, the run last year as well. People were kind of high on him, but I don't think he's done anything to essentially disappoint here. He went up against um, Gardner Minshew on Thursday night football. And ever since then, I think he's kind of gotten his mojo back a little bit. They're coming off of a big win against the 49ers. So I can see why um, from a betting model perspective, obviously, the model likes the jets. I mean, that's just going to happen. I think if you were talking to anybody who's actually built a uh, NFL predictive model based on money line or spread probability, they're going to say that their model kind of likes the jets this week. And they're probably going to continue to say that last week, next week and the week after and the week after. But at some point um, you have to just be with an understanding that this team might be worse than what we've uh, previously or historically seen from a football team in this context. Of course, we say that every year, and I'm sure they're going to get a few covers here coming up over the next, you know, 10 or so weeks, but I'm not necessarily willing to put down money on them every week and have to have a vested interest in not only um, watching them perform, but, you know, backing them in that situation as well. So even in, with these small edges, you might be giving up just a little bit of expected value, but I think maybe just for sanity's sake and everything else, it's not a terrible play to simply pass on them. But um, in saying that it does seem like the majority of the cash percentage is on the jets. We're kind of seeing, you know, the big betters have to step in here at some point and take these long odds. And I think that's essentially what's going to happen. They haven't necessarily paid off, um, on the jet side yet this year, but this could be a decent spot for them. But again, I'm not necessarily, um, overly comfortable or confident in them playing. And I do think they'll get some covers coming up here at some point, but pegging those weeks as opposed to just betting them blindly, uh, is not really necessarily my strategy. So I don't know. I'm not too comfortable on uh, playing the Jets here this weekend, mainly based on uh, how high I am on the Miami Dolphins offense. I do think that they're kind of an interesting uh, stacking perspective for DFS options. So that's more of the play that I'm leading on at this point in time. Yeah. Well, let's kick over to the NCAA. There's a ton of games this week. Uh, I know the the most watched game is probably going to be this Georgia-Alabama game where Bama is favored by four and a half. Green Line doesn't have an edge on that game, but there are other games that people will be tuning into that do have a value in Green Line. Yeah, so there's another, you know, there is another decent matchup coming up here in the SEC outside of that headline game. Of course, we have 10th ranked Auburn uh, traveling to South Carolina Gamecocks. And we do have a little bit of um, a value on South Carolina. I think the spread has kind of moved down sitting at plus three for the home dog South Carolina Gamecocks. So that's not necessarily as playable. I think if it got up to three and a half, um, it would definitely be an option. But I'm kind of leaning towards South Carolina on the money line. Bo Nix hasn't necessarily graded as well as, you know, Colin Hill basically has at this point in time. So I do think that we're potentially getting the better quarterback. Um, Tigers have ranked six in the SEC according to our team coverage grade. So they're not necessarily the 
prominent defense that we've seen in years past for Auburn Tigers. So just from that perspective, I think they're down just a little bit this year. And I could see South Carolina um, coming through with probably a victory at home. And I do think that's going to be a big win for them. So that's kind of the first one that I really like here. I'm wondering if you have, you know, any sort of intrigue from, you know, a prospect perspective or anything like that, or any thoughts beyond Bo Nix. I feel like I'm continuously low on him. Um, he did pretty well last week, but I don't necessarily think he's necessarily taking that next step that some people expected him to do here in 2020. This is definitely one of the games I'm, I'm interested in watching. The South Carolina Gamecocks have a ton of talent in that secondary. Both both teams have talent in the secondary. There's Jameen Sherwood for Auburn, who's played really well this year as a prospect on our radar. And then also Israel Mugwamu and, and J.C. Horn, two cornerbacks for South Carolina, two really big cornerbacks at that. I, I think this will be an, a good one to watch. Get, giving Bo Nix three and a half against the South Carolina team at home, I don't know how, how much I'm in love with that. I think I might be fading the, the Bo Nix support. But um, I, I do like what South Carolina brings to the table in this game. I think at least from a prospect perspective, from an NFL draft perspective, there's a ton of reason to turn this game on. All right, pivoting now to our prize picks. If you don't know what prize picks is, it's this awesome site that allows you to kind of pick on games or pick on props, really. Um, and so I guess it's kind of like fantasy in a sense that you're picking props on um, fantasy points total. So it's you just versus the numbers. Prize picks is the perfect place for you, whether the injury bug ruined your season long team or you're a season vet in the daily fantasy space on prize picks. You simply select two, three or four players and predict if they will go over or under their current fantasy projection. So I have some names, Ben, I have some names that I'm a fan of. First one I'm going to say is, Robbie Anderson on prize picks right now has, it has an 18 points and that's PPR points First, the Chicago bears, a very talented Chicago bears defense. I'm going under that number. Our projections on PFF.com have him closer to what 16, wherever that may be. Right. Uh, I, I think Robbie Anderson under 18 is one of the picks I'm making in prize picks this week. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. I've kind of been probably a bigger proponent of DJ more than even I should have been. I think last week I said, you know, this isn't necessarily Robbie Anderson as the one wide receiver in the Panthers, you know, receiving core basically last week. I think I was definitely proven wrong. Of course, DJ Moore did have the long run after the catch touchdown, but other than that, he wasn't really necessarily necessarily involved, especially from an air yards perspective. Um, but I do think that they're going to try to continue to get him more involved. But I think just in general, um, I think the market has gotten a little overhyped on the Carolina Panthers in general. I think they're good, but I don't necessarily think they're as good as the market gives them credit for currently. So from that perspective, I do like kind of fading uh, Robbie Anderson. I think he's, you know, a little bit more high variance of a play. So obviously he could get over this number pretty easily, but I do think if they have kind of a step back game that Robbie Anderson's probably going to be, um, you know, a much lower fantasy total than what we've seen him put forth here. So I do like that play. I'm wondering, so I kind of have, um, you know, one of my favorite Sunday bets as well or Sunday player props on prize picks kind of like this Lamar Jackson under 24.5 fantasy points I do think it's kind of a make or break week for Jackson's fantasy performances um his floor provided by his rushing ability kind of was non-existent last week as we saw he only really had two rush attempts um it was okay I think to start the season but I think his week four performance he had like 53 54 yards on seven attempts with a touchdown I think that's kind of um you know brought back maybe an expectation that he would be performing really well from a rushing perspective and then that didn't really come to fruition after that so it seems like there might have almost been like a change in philosophy um after that chiefs Ravens game where they've kind of maybe shifted focus a little bit and maybe want to see more or force Jackson to be more of a downfield passer. I mean, he had 39 dropbacks in the game last week, 
and they won by over three touchdowns. So it's kind of, um, I don't really buy into the narrative of the fact that, Oh, if, he, if they were, you know, in a much closer game or something, they'd probably force them to run more and stuff like that. Cause I don't think they'd necessarily make them throw that much in a blowout victory either. So, um, just from that perspective, without that real good rushing floor that he's provided in 2019, I just think that going under Lamar Jackson's 24.5 fantasy points is definitely um, a viable option as well. Come up here on Sunday. What are your thoughts on that? I, I like it. I, I think that that one's good. I, I don't want to root for unders though. I got an over right. that you get after. AJ <laughs> Brown, 15 and a half. We have him projected over, I think 16.1 going against Houston. He lit, you know, the Buffalo Bills on fire this past uh recently in Tuesday night football. I like AJ Brown here. I think he looks exactly where we expected him to be in his second year coming out of Ole Miss. I, I really like AJ Brown and I want to root for some overs, man. Right. You root for unders your whole life. You're stressing yourself out and it's stressing bad. it out. Some people like that stress a little bit, but yeah, AJ Brown, actually had talked about him on the Monday night to Tuesday morning podcast. I liked his prize pick over. He definitely rewarded me with that. He came back, uh, you know, received a ton of volume in that Tuesday night match. But I do think that this number that we're seeing right now doesn't necessarily reflect what he did on Tuesday. Like, I think they probably had some of these fantasy points projected out on Monday, which would kind of be like their normal schedule, even Tuesday as well to kind of get those numbers up early. So I don't think his usage on that Tuesday night game is fully baked into this number. So I definitely agree going over um, is a viable and good play. I do have one more over as well. I got to get it in Tom Brady over 20.5 fantasy points. I think, you know, Chris Godwin should be returning. He has a positive game script. He has to keep pace with Aaron Rodgers. It sounds like they have, you know, a friendly rivalry, at least maybe more on the golf course, but I do think that he's going to play well here with all of his weapons in place. And I do think if green Bay, um, you know, puts up the offensive performance that we expect that Tom Brady is going to easily be able to get over this 24, 20.5 fantasy points as well. So that's a, my last spot that I really like. Do you have any other uh, prize picks plays for NFL? There, there is some value, according to our projections, on the over for Miles Sanders. He has 15.0 projection on price picks, and we have him projected fantasy points around 16.1. I just don't know. Miles Sanders, man, has, has gotten the volume every single week, and that's something to bet on. But I think this Baltimore Ravens team is going to get ahead against Philadelphia early and kind of give them negative game scripts. Should I side with PFS fantasy projections here, or do you like that number at 15 going under? See, I kind of like the Eagles to keep it a little bit closer than what our projections have currently. So I think just from that perspective, um, I don't mind Miles Sanders, but even if, you know, the Ravens kind of blow it out, we're still dealing with not a great receiving core for the Philadelphia Eagles. Of course, Zach Ertz is, you know, basically what he is at this point. So they do need Miles Sanders to be a viable option in that passing game, even if they do get down. So for that, from that perspective, I would kind of lean towards the over anyways. Um, he could get, you know, some garbage time targets and stuff like that on check downs and you know still get over this uh fantasy projections i do think i would probably side with our pff fantasy projections and go over on that total as well there you go all right well that's all the prize picks i have that's going to do it for the thursday edition of the daily betting podcast always talking dfs fantasy betting of course i uh, really appreciate you ben this is austin gale ben brown the pff daily betting podcast